action. Movie kings and queens, welcome to episode 265 of the Real Gay Movie Show. I'm your host, Mike Lovins, and with me to start off the new year, my co-host, Ryan Provost. Happy New Year, Mike. Happy New Year, Ryan. Happy New Year, whoever listens yeah, to us. Yeah, to our, to our listener. Uh, oh, stop. <laughs> uh, happy 2024. Each year that goes by, and th- these numbers get bigger, as does with time, it just makes me think more more though about just like as a kid thinking about 2024 2025 that just that seemed f- so futuristic <laughs> yeah and i mean yeah things are, are are technologically uh more advanced and all that stuff but it's not quite what i thought it was going to be by this time what what are you most disappointed by that my car still stays on the ground. <laughs> I mean, if you drive badly enough, it doesn't. Fair. I, I, you know what? Perspective. I just need to change <laughs> the way I drive. Uh, but Michael J. Fox, uh, you know, just put put different expectations in my head. Fair. <laughs> um. So, uh, did you have a good holiday? I did. I'm. I'm rested and ready for whatever 2024 is gonna throw our way when when was the last movie that you went to in the theater like how far up to to the end of the year did you get uh actually uh, my partner got back from uh doing christmas with his family uh this past uh thursday after christmas and we that night went to go see anyone but you okay the new sydney swinney yeah uh glenn powell movie so that was my last theater actually that yeah i don't uh no i think i watched another movie after that at home but that was my last theater movie of the year my last theater movie was uh Right up, and it was the day before New Year's Eve. Okay. So I, I, I was getting right up there to the end of the year. What'd you go see? I'm gonna save that because is it gonna get mentioned? It is. Okay. And and I want that to be part of the story. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, next week we are gonna do our most anticipated of the first half of of 2024. I can't wait to really dive into what's coming. Yeah. Um, but that's not what this episode's about. We're, we're looking back. We're looking back. We're celebrating and regurgitating. I don't know. Regurgitating. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Uh, How appealing. Our, our tops and bottoms. Um, but uh, I regurgitated a bottom once. It was awful. <laughs> uh, oh, poor guy. Uh, so, all right. Mirroring what we did last year, we are going to start with our most verse movie of the year uh, and then go to our bottoms and then end on a high note. Yeah, so for those of you who have not listened to one of these episodes before, uh, our most verse movie of the year, everyone does top their favorite movies of the year. A lot of people will do their least favorite movies of the year. We do both of those, of course, but no one does their most middle of the road movie of yeah, the year. Yeah. Like no one does it. And we here at the real game movie show appreciate versatility yeah. and, uh, and appreciate those middle of the road movies. And I feel like this year had a, like a lot of, I had so many three real movies this year. Me too. And it was almost 
it, it was almost hard for me to find one that I was just like, I think that's it. Um, and what I ended up with was one that I still feel like oddly wound up on some people's worst list. Uh, I don't think it was on anybody's best list, but um, if I may, I'll just go ahead and start. Do it. Uh, I went with No Hard Feelings. Okay. I think that's a good middle of the road movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Uh, good right in the middle. Yeah. uh, Last year, we actually happened to both hit um, the the Sandra Bullock... Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum movie. What was that called? The Lost City. The Lost City uh, happened to be, and, and I kind of felt like this kind of falls in that same kind of vein. Yeah, I liked this movie. I think more than you did. It was it was higher up my list. Okay. Uh, not not at like the top, but I really liked this movie. There's a lot of good uh, studio comedy movies this year. Yeah, I, I like mean, it's a really strong comedy year. I, I like I was I was torn between this. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons was one that was uh, kind of on 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 the cusp there too, but um, I, just so many three real yeah. movies. Uh, any one of them really probably could have fit that mark. Well, I like to go right to the middle of my letterbox list, okay, uh, and pick a movie that's like right right there, literally in the middle. For me and for me it is a movie called down low okay i don't know i don't I, I haven't seen it i don't think i've it. even heard of it okay it is a gay movie okay sounds uh, about right it has zachary quinto and it has uh lucas gage who uh was in was he a porn star no oh. but he kind of looks like he could be the and name sounds porn star he uh he's in uh white lotus the first season oh, okay oh i never saw the first season okay well uh, they're both uh, really funny and it's really campy, really silly. It's about a, a hookup that goes awry. There's death and oh God. yeah, <laughs> and yeah. So it's just it's really stupid but really fun. Uh, and yeah, you can find it. I think on uh, you can like rent it or sure. buy it online to stream. I don't know if it's streaming on any site for as like part of a service, but yeah, I watched it with some friends and we had a good time. Let me ask you, uh, before we get to our tops and bottoms, what was your final count? Our, my, my number? Yeah. Yeah. I got, I, I'm really proud of myself, Mike. Uh, I knocked out a lot of movies. I had 12 days off yeah. for this like Christmas, New Year kind of break. And I knocked out a lot of movies. Uh, I got to 87. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. I know you were trying to hit 90. Yeah, and I could have. but not to, not, to, not to point out that you came in under. I know. But, <laughs> but you know what? I... I got to a point I could have knocked out a couple more like these last couple days. I was like, I just don't have it in me anymore. I'm done. I'm done for the year. And I felt really good about 87. So yeah, that last year I hit 94. That was my highest number. I thought I might get to 100 this year, but life comes at you fast. Mike. Yep, yep. So oh, I know. Yeah. 87. Okay. I feel really good about that. Good for you. Good How for about you? you. Well, so last year... Last year, my number was 78, and I really wanted to try and break that number. And so this year, 78. 
You did something again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's really we both put in a lot of work then because yeah, were... it, it was crunch time. Yeah. Um. Even like on vacation, uh, I was watching movies and finding whatever 2023 movies I could that were either available streaming for free. I even rented a couple. Um. Uh. I ended up finally seeing Past Lives. I don't know if you've seen yeah. that or if that's on your list or not. Uh. Really enjoyed that. Um. But, but yeah, I was like, I'm going to do it. And I was even like last night, very tempted to just try and squeeze one more in just to surpass the 78. And I was like, no, I'm too tired. I yeah. couldn't do it. I yeah. couldn't do it. That's where I was the last, uh, last couple of days. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's great, Mike. I'm really, really proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Likewise. Is 78 your, your high number? Is that the most you've ever done? Uh, no. Two years ago, I hit 79. Okay. So that's why I was like, if I could do 80 in an, in, you know, but no, that yeah. that wasn't happening this year. Yeah. It is funny the things we do to like get our numbers up. Like I, I paid for uh, stars <laughs> for <laughs> the three month trial for like three bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to because there was because there was some stuff streaming yeah, there yeah. And i was like oh i can knock out a few here too so i yeah. told my partner i got stars and he was like what why i was why? like well there were a couple movies on there <laughs> you know there were a couple we talked about um that movies that we we wanted to, to catch or whatever did you ever see end up seeing joyride i did yep is it on your list at all? No, it's not. Okay. But it is very good. It's very it, it is very good, but I'll be honest with you. I didn't think it was as good as the hype made me think that it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but I still enjoyed it. But I still enjoyed it. It, but, was, it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, all right. So should we get to our, our bottoms here? Yes, let's do it. Okay. So uh, the way we do this, again, for those of you who don't know, we'll go through our list. We'll do some uh, dishonorable, dishonorable mentions. mentions. Uh, so movies that didn't quite make our bottom ten. And then we'll do honorable mentions when we get to our tops. Uh, and as we go through our list, if uh, if we both have a movie on our list, we will discuss it uh, when we get to the higher ranking. Yeah. Uh, so if I have a movie at ten, but Mike has it at three, we'll wait till we get to Mike's three to talk about it. So there's that. We actually put thought into this, people. Yes. So so that's how we'll do it. So uh, how about it? Do you want to start with some uh, dishonorable mentions? Sure. Let's let's, let's actually. Sh- you know what? You know what could be fun? Let's switch things up. Okay. Let's go through our list and then say what are. Our, mentions okay. are that way if we talk about them naturally we can talk about them naturally and we don't have to feel weird about <laughs> i like that i yeah. like that let's let's switch that up this, okay this time um well I, I tell you what i'm gonna start with my with my number 10 because i think that you're gonna be disappointed and it could be on your list on a different uh uh in, in the in the tops okay so my number 10 is Bo is afraid <laughs> yeah it is actually in my tops wow has have we ever done that before i don't think so is this a first i think it is <laughs> that's amazing i know <laughs> oh how fun. Uh, so how do we do this then do we talk about it now or wait till yeah, we yeah <laughs> trash it Tra- trash it now it just i um and we did a whole episode. We on did it. So do you can, a whole. You can yeah. Talk. So I, I, I'm not going to go too you, much into and it. And you can hear us like we also differed greatly, obviously, in <laughs> yeah. that episode. So yeah. Um, clearly, that's the maybe that's the movie we've disagreed the most about. It then. might. It might be. Um, 
you know, I I wasn't to begin with the biggest Ari Aster fan anyway. Uh, so. So, so that it had that going for it, um, or against it, however you want to look at that. Um, but I don't know. To to me, the the movie was just all over the place, and I I just it didn't grab me. That's fair. You know, I can't fault anyone. I think I said it during the episode. Like, I know that movie's not for everyone. I'll talk about why it is for me when we get to my tops. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, that is very... I, I do enjoy that. <laughs> we have, you know, this was year, what, five, six? Seven, six, six, I think. Of our, our you know, tops and bottoms lists. Something and, like that. Uh, the first time but we've ever had. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, what is your number 10? My number 10, uh, fittingly enough, is Fast X. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is it on your... It's not. Uh, Could have been very easily, but no. I hate this movie. I hate it so much. Yeah. And this year was a year where there were a lot of part ones. Uh, mm. We had a lot of movies that were part ones and end on cliffhangers. And this one ends on just the dumbest, stupidest cliffhanger imaginable. It's just awful yeah, yeah yeah it's bad you know the the unfortunate thing too is that not that i've loved the the last few of these but it's kind of made me just hate the franchise in general like i've i've lost any interest in rewatching any of the ones that i even liked yeah not to mention the fact that you know vin diesel has some shit going on now uh he's got some allegations oh, coming out about him yeah. that are not great so that that was only a matter doesn't, of doesn't. Well, I don't. I don't <laughs> want to say that. But like, okay. I mean, but uh, uh, it. I mean, that's a thing now that is gonna taint this yeah, franchise. Yeah. I mean, it's. I've just never been interested in the Fast and Furious franchise, and have only really watched some of these movies lately because of the show. Yeah. And my God, they're bad. Like. I haven't seen some of the ones that everyone says are really great, and I'll take people's word for it. They're like, <laughs> Fast Five is an amazing movie, but these ones that I've seen are so bad, I just don't even want to spend any other time in this world. And I, I feel like for the for the sake of what we do here, we'll see the, the part two. But as long as that like ends on not another cliffhanger which i know there was rumors that part two was going to be a two-parter uh <laughs> I, I i'm just i feel like i'm done i'm so done i'm so done i hate i hate these movies <laughs> uh well let's not spend too much more yeah. time on it then so what's your uh number nine my number nine is cocaine bear <laughs> also on my tops no oh. <laughs> not really what a banner year um it's it was a two point two and a half real movie. It, it could have been on the cusp, um, but it's another one where just like I felt like the the premise and the outrageous trailers just led me to believe I was going in for more of a fun time than I than I left with. It definitely didn't live up to the hype that a movie called Cocaine Bear could have. Yeah, really, it really could have and should have delivered more. 
I saw it a good time. I also love the fact that a movie in your bottom 10 uh, is two and a half reels. Like, that's how much love you give to everything. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, three of my my bottom 10 are two and a half reel movies. Wow. So. Yeah, so that's very funny to me. But... <laughs> Uh, Kogi Bear, uh, was a fun enough time for me and was, uh, one of my Halloween costumes this year. So <laughs> that's great. Uh, I lived my life for many years as a cocaine bear. So, uh, no, I'm <laughs> <Stop>. kidding. <laughs> uh, what's your number nine? You know, it was a bad year for superhero movies, Mike. <laughs> it wasn't. And this is actually, uh, I think maybe the first year that we've done this uh this podcast where a live action superhero movie is not in my top 10 mm. uh but a couple live action superhero movies are in my bottom 10 and the first of those is Shazam Fury of the Gods okay uh it's not on my list okay it is so disappointing because the first Shazam is a really fun movie. That one still holds up to me, yeah. um, but but you're right. Uh, the second one, um, it just I don't know. It just it felt like there was little direction. Yeah, and you could feel Warner's giving up on yes. the DC universe this year, like really hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had Shazam, Aquaman 2, and Blue Beetle all come out this year, and just very little effort given to promoting and, uh, you know, showing support for those movies in any real meaningful way, I felt like. Uh, yeah, and I ended up seeing all of them. We famously decided to not even do an episode on Blue Beetle, which is, I think, maybe yeah. the first like live-action superhero movie that we just decided, no, we're not going to do an episode on, yeah. you know, other than having to miss for a vacation or so being sick or something. Like, DC lost interest in these movies, and we also lost interest yeah. in these movies. And people at large lost interest in these movies. Well, even like Aquaman, you know, it, it came out while I was on vacation, but I feel like if it were something that we were excited about seeing, we would have figured out a way to get that episode in. Yeah. Uh, but we were like, there's just no point. Yeah. So, and yeah, so this movie was just such a bummer, such a letdown because of how fun and good the first Shazam yeah. was. Uh, so, yeah, sad that it's on this list. That's for fair. Sure. That's absolutely fair. Your number eight. My number eight was Magic Mike's Last Dance. My number eight is Magic Mike's <laughs> Last Dance. Um, that worked out. Uh, you know, I just, I loved the first one so much. The second one I thought was a fun buddy road trip movie. I didn't know what the fuck this one was. It was so weird. The whole premise was very dumb yeah the whole premise of them starting a cabaret club and yeah making it some sort of like high <laughs> art fantasy it thing. just it, i don't know to me it didn't feel like the same character now i i know characters will have growth and and, and that kind of stuff you gotta allow for that um but it just felt like a different movie using that character's 
name and trying to make it fit in. See, it, it was less about the character for me and more about, like, I feel like the first movie especially really focused on that world yeah. of, like, stripping or burlesque or whatever you want to call it and, and made it feel real. This movie made it feel like, I don't know what this is. This isn't anything that feels real. Like, I don't understand who would go to a show like this, why this is a thing. It just... There were so many things they, they did that just didn't make sense. Like, the water on the stage. I know that happens, but, like, nobody else is getting wet. And, like, the next song, instantly, everything's dry and it's all... Like, uh, it just did not feel real. Yeah, it was it was silly. And... Aside from that first dance that uh, uh, Channing Tatum gives. I actually gives thought the movie inner... was okay until they went away. Yeah, when they go to, I think it's London, right? I think it is. Uh, that's when it falls yeah. apart. But that dance that he gives Salma Hayek in her house yeah. at the beginning. That's hot. Outstanding. Yeah. Like, a great scene in a really bad movie. And I, I think that's what makes it even worse, though, is that you could see the potential there. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, since that was both of our eights, what's your number seven? Five Nights at Freddy's. That was one that was going to be my last movie to watch this year. And I just never got you, you never to got it. to it. No. Um, what's here's what's weird though. So did you ever, are you familiar with the property? Like, did you ever play any of the games or anything I like that? I didn't even know it was a game until people were talking okay. about like after the movie had come out, people were saying, Oh, this is setting records for like a video game movie. I was like, this is based on a video game. Like yeah. <laughs> just completely. Yeah. Yeah. So what's funny. So I, I'm a big fan of Josh, Josh Hutcherson. Um, so I wanted to see it for, for that. And my kids loved the game, so that was the other thing that that made me want to watch it. Um, and it's just it it fails on so on so many levels. Like it wants to be scary, but it's absolutely not. It wants to be kind of something that grownups can be interested in, but this movie is clearly made for kids, <laughs> as far as I was concerned. Um, so. So it, it, to me, it it failed in the areas that I felt like it wanted to, to try and succeed in. I, but it did make a lot of money. It it did so. for being and and I'll give it credit. It did for also being a simultaneous day and date release on Peacock. So we're probably going to get more of these. We likely will. So we likely brace will. yourself. Yeah, I may have to go back and revisit the first one, <laughs> and and then we can watch Six Nights at Freddy's. There you go. Uh, okay, what's your number seven? My number seven, I hate to, I hate to put this movie on, on here, but I have to, because I love the stars of this movie. But eighty for Brady <laughs> did not end up seeing that one. It's so bad. I mean, and it has it has Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, uh, and yeah, I mean, great cast, but this movie is just they they phoned it in so hard not to mention the fact that i am a football fan i'm an atlanta you know i'm from georgia i'm an atlanta falcons fan and this movie takes place during a super bowl that like a real super bowl where atlanta famously 
uh, had a 28 to three lead and blew it. <laughs> Would you say they fumbled it? No, they just <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't. Sorry, I'm trying to, you know, I, I, I know, tried. I, I know you tried. That's adorable. Uh, and this movie is about how the old ladies uh, inspired Tom Brady to beat my favorite team. So, <laughs> But that's not why. I was down to have a good time. I was down to be like, you know what? It's been several years since this happened. So I'm here because I love these women and I, you know, the things they make are great. So let's have a fun time. But nah, it's just bad. It was so stupid and, and not great. That's very disappointing. disappointing. Very disappointing. Yeah. I missed that one. I also missed Book Club 2. I didn't see Book Club 2 either. My very first most verse movie. <laughs> yeah. Our first right. year we did this. That's right. Yeah. Um, I heard mixed things about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. My number six uh, is, is one that I recently saw. Um, and that is The Retirement Plan. I hadn't even heard of that <clears throat> one. Uh, it is a new uh nicholas cage movie uh where he plays basically he's a retired assassin and his uh daughter is kidnapped and his granddaughter winds up in his care and he's but it's supposed to be a comedy and it was it was so bad (laughs) he's a busy man this year he always is yeah and it astounds me that uh unfortunately i did not get to see the um dream scenario dream scenario either uh and i've heard so many good things about that but um i feel like both these movies are like out at the same time and it's just like and you chose to see this one (laughs) because this one was free Uh. (laughs) um but uh yeah i i i don't know um it's like he's he he is so much a i'll do this one for me and i'll do these next two or three for the studio then i'll do this one for me and then the next two or three for the studio and the ones for the studio just suck (laughs) fair yeah so uh you're number six I would be shocked if you've heard of my number six. Okay. It was the first movie I saw in 2023. It's on Netflix called The Pale Blue Eye. I have heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah. It stars Christian Bale, which is one of the reasons I wanted to watch it, because I think Christian Bale's great. Yeah. Uh, it has a... It's about a fictional... I don't know if it's based on any kind of true story, but... Uh, he is working with Edgar Allan Poe to solve a murder. Okay. I, I did hear about this because this made somebody else's worst list. And it's just, <clears throat> I couldn't even pay attention. Like I w- it was one of those where I was just on my phone the whole time because I was so bored and I can't even tell you much of what happens in the See, movie. See, Ryan, you just didn't give it a chance. Sure. <laughs> but it didn't earn a chance. It didn't deserve so it. So I didn't give it one. So, Oh yeah, I. This was the second year in a row where the first movie I watched in the year turned out to be a dud and ended up on my bottom list, which yeah. is sad. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be sure to skip that one. So I don't know what movie I'm going to watch first in 2024, but hopefully we can break this trend. That would be nice. Um, all right, number five, right here in the middle. <clears throat> Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire. 
shockingly, it did not make my... It's one of my dishonorable mentions. Okay. It didn't make my bottom ten. Okay. Um, I, l- l- let's just say I, I'm just not looking forward to part two. Like, it's a beautiful movie. I, I thought it was a... Be- like, there are, there are scenes that are shot... But I swear to God, if you... if if all of the the um, slow motion shots were sped up, you'd cut a half an hour to forty five minutes off of this movie. That's true of any Zack Snyder. Movie, I know, though. but damn, it just I felt them in this one because it just it just felt like it was already dragging. Any anyway, um, and I, yeah, I just like I am a, I am a fan of so- Sophia Batella. I don't know if she's a leading actress yet, at least. This is the first one that I feel like she's been the lead, and I, I just don't feel like she well, to be carried fair, it. I don't think you can judge someone's ability to lead a movie based on their performance in a Zack Snyder film. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, 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 I'll give that, but... Um, but it's not, it's not a good movie. And... While it didn't make my bottom ten list, the fact that it's only a dishonorable mention speaks to how... uh, And that, it like, wildly exceeded my expectations for the movie. I thought it was for sure going to be one of the worst movies I saw of the year. And it is, like, the 11th or 12th worst. (laughs) And the fact that it's only the 11th or 12th... Yeah. ...is a high praise from me. Like... That's how low my expectations were. I went in thinking this was going to be a train wreck, and I thought it was meh, like yeah. whatever. Didn't didn't care enough to hate it. Fair, but yeah, it, it's just blah. I'll watch the second one. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it, but I, it's just I'm not excited. No, for no. Uh, what's your number five? All right, let's do it. Aquaman in the lost. Honestly, the fact that uh, Aquaman two is only the fifth is shocking to me. Yeah, uh, it it is one of my dishonorable mentions. Okay, um, but uh, let's let, let's let's hear your hatred. So a lot of people liked the first Aquaman. Yeah, I did. I was not one of those. No, people. you weren't. I hated that movie too. Very famously. So I enjoy immensely how much people hate this one because i feel like people finally and the reasons people are saying they hate this one are the same reasons i hated the first one so i just don't get why people are finally learning to hate this stupid (laughs) stupid property uh and yes this I've, i've yet to hear anybody else say though that it's just because jason momoa looks dirty he does look like a smelly man. Uh, and he's in two of my uh, bottom ten movies of the year. But I will say, his he hosted SNL and did a really good job uh, doing that earlier this this fall. Uh, so props to him for that. But ugh, this movie is just so bad. I mean, I hate... I hate all the underwater stuff. I hate just everything about this world they've built i'm so thrilled that we're ending this version of the dc universe and we're ridding ourselves of this character uh this movie also had the awkward task of having to minimize amber heard's Mm -hmm. role after the movie was shot (laughs) which is you can tell it was just so and 
they had an extra like year to put this thing together because this was originally supposed to come out last yeah fall like uh this time in 2022 and all this time you had and couldn't make it any better like it just is so bad it's so dumb the villain is stupid i i hate when a villain in a movie is being controlled by someone else and the fact that uh manta is kind of under is being possessed right, right. the entire movie that's such an awful motivation like he originally has the revenge motivation but then he's possessed for half the movie and that's awful and it's almost like if you're gonna do that just why not not have the villain be the same villain from the first movie just give us a different villain then yeah i will say patrick wilson was okay in it like he was pretty good but uh everything else about this movie and i'll tell i'll tell you this before i went because we you shared with me this after credits app yeah 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 where you can see if a movie has a post credit scene and so I looked just to see if Aquaman did, because I was like, I'm just going to read it. I don't even care. Like, what what can it be? Uh, what am I going to spoil for myself? So this is the actual, I pulled it up just now. This is the actual description of the post-credit scene. And it's just a mid-credit scene. Yeah. Thankfully, there was no... In, in Aquaman. Uh, Orm eating a hamburger. He picks a cockroach, puts it into the hamburger, and continues eating. And when I read that, I was like, bye. Beautiful. <laughs> I read this before I even went to the movie. And I was like, yep, this this sounds like what I am expecting from Aquaman 2. <laughs> it's so stupid. If that's if the that arrangement of words in that particular order sounds stupid to you, you're in for that for two hours if you go see Aquaman. So yeah. Hate it. Hated it. And the fact that it's only five, I know I'm 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 excited now to hear <laughs> four through one. Yeah. So, what is your four? Uh, the Exorcist Believer. That is my other dishonorable mention. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's just. Um, I guess it's it's really it, it comes down to you know it's not like I was like a major fan of the of the franchise or or you know. A, a huge purist when it came to the 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 Exorcist franchise or the original or, or anything like that. Uh, it's just this just wasn't a good movie. No, on its own, regardless of what franchise it was part of. No, it was dumb. There have been so many exorcism movies that have even done it better without it being part of this like legacy. And I guess that's why I'm befuddled by the even attempt to yeah. uh do this with this franchise because exorcism while you know the original exorcist is a classic movie exorcism as a thing it, as a theme or a, a, a plot point right. of a movie has been a plot so device. overdone yeah for decades that to revisit this same world just seems pointless yeah agreed so and if you're, you're going to do it at least do it well which they did not right you don't they totally fucked up the use of their their legacy character uh which honestly you know as much as i liked 
the first of the new Halloween trilogy, they also fucked up how they used Laurie in the yeah. second and third movies. Yeah. So they David Gordon Green clearly I feel like I really want to root for him, but especially because I love that first Halloween sequel that he did. But I feel like stop doing these legacy sequels. Go yeah. do something else. Do more. I, I do horror. I feel like he knows how to do good horror. But these sequels are just not not it. Agreed. I hope they don't move forward with the other Exorcist movies they were gonna do. But oh, we'll they see. spent so much money to get the rights. I know. I know. They're going. They're going to whatever. <laughs> uh, what's your number four? Uh, another franchise that I just don't love is uh is is transformers and transformers oh, rise no. of the beast i i just i can't i it's bad. oh that, that bums me out uh, it didn't make my my list at, at all but uh but i did enjoy that movie i know i just it's not for me it's and and that's one of those things where I, i've heard people say they had a good time with it and and i'm not gonna crap on anyone's good time I fully realize it's just not for me, and I just hate it. I hate, I hate it. I hate every moment I spend in these movies. It's like the Fast franchise for me. I don't know. Anything with cars just doesn't do it for me. I don't have any desire to see the Ferrari movie, <laughs> partially because it's so car-focused. And I a just, friend of mine just told me it's it's not good. It's not good. So, you know. Now, you know, we're getting an animated Transformers movie this year. You are. You're getting an animated Transformers <laughs> With Chris movie. Hemsworth as Optimus Prime. Wonderful. Great. <laughs> Enjoy. I will. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Number three. Uh, number three is a movie that uh, that I'm pretty sure you hadn't seen. I, I think I brought it up uh, in one of our other episodes, but it was called Hypnotic. No, I have not seen it. Um, and I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of, about it. It's just it was a Robert Rodriguez movie with Ben Affleck. Uh, and interesting concept, but so poorly executed and just boring. And you could tell Ben Affleck was, it's not like he needs a paycheck. I don't know if it was a contractual thing or if the script was just fantastic versus, but he just looked, he just seemed like he could care less that he was there. Well, there you go. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I don't really know anything about it. So Yeah. I'll skip it, I guess. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, your three. My number three uh, is a movie I, I watched only to like pad my stats for the year. And then I just ended up hating every minute of it. And it's 65. That's my number one. Is it? Yeah. So we'll get to it. <laughs> but yeah, we haven't had a lot of overlap. No, yet, actually, we, we really so. haven't. Yeah. But all right. So we'll get to 65. Uh, what's your number two? Meg to the trench. Ne- I'm so proud to say I never watched it. Like not even. To, I was like, I'm not even going to do it because I know it'll end up on my bottom ten. It'll be fun to talk about, but I just don't have it in me. I can't. I hated the first one so much. I I couldn't do it to myself, and I didn't. Oh, and I'm so glad. And, and it really is so much worse than the first one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like like the first one, I was even able to find some redeeming qualities. Uh, about it this is just there were none there were none it pleases me to hear this <laughs> and and that your instinct was correct yeah <laughs> yeah yeah what's your number two 
My number two is a movie I wanted to like, and I'm really sad that it, I hated it as much as I did, but Knock at the Cabin. It just... It was close to being on my... Uh... No, it wasn't. Never mind. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say it was close to being my... my uh, middle. Middle of the road movie, but then I, I remember thinking about it, and I was like, yeah, it's not quite there. But it was a three-reel movie for me. Yeah, it just... Uh, it, there were things that it was tough it yeah. was a tough hang it, it just didn't make sense to me i wanted to like it i really did it may, it may be my most disappointing movie of the year because of how much i wanted to like it that's fair disappointing is a good word for it and, and that's probably why it's as low as it is for me is because you know i probably hate some of the other movies more but i was let down the most by this movie i mean you know we were promised a movie about this uh, a gay couple with their adopted daughter and in you know and you you right off the bat as gay men we want that to to work we want a movie with with those characters to work yeah i, I honestly i want to i i want to like m night Shyamalan movies i like a fun thriller uh where there's a mystery and you're trying to figure everything out but this just wasn't it for me yeah that's fair uh okay uh so 65 65 number one my number one my number three yeah um it was basically exactly like you said it was a movie that i i watched a few months ago to kind of pad my stats but i i did want to see it i'm an adam driver fan and it being sci-fi i thought that it had some potential and you know i watched it after the initial reviews had come out so i knew that I probably was not in for for the best movie, but I I still had a little bit of of hope that you know I'm going into it with elements of this movie that I feel like are tailor made for me. I want to enjoy this. I want to to like it, and I just couldn't. You know, it this movie probably more than any other movie boggles my mind so much from this year because the studio thought to you know get a star as big as adam driver and make this movie with dinosaurs like such a big concept movie but then just didn't put any effort into it like the movie looks awful the the cgi is bad bad uh they didn't promote it they dumped it in the middle of the spring like why would you make a movie that is built to be like a giant summer blockbuster but not put any of the effort into making it a good movie. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I know. You know, and I hear this said all the time that, you know, making a good movie is is hard to, to do. And, and, you know, it's easy for us to say, why couldn't you have just made it a better movie or whatever? And, and fine, whatever. But we're not paid the big bucks that these people are paid to take the the concept that they have and then create but, it but it's not even that it's more even that like they didn't put resources in the movie like this concept this what you tried to do with this movie demands a lot of money to be put into it to make it successful because it's an interesting concept yeah. that they had 
and it could have been good, but they just didn't put the effort in. And that's what sucks so much about it. But yeah, you're, that's your worst movie of the year. Here's my worst movie of the year. Okay. The Nun 2. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is I almost watched it the other night just because I, I thought it could be a padding movie and I had a feeling it was going to be on your list. And I was like, I, I want to to know what it is that you're talking about, but I just couldn't be bothered. And here's the deal. I felt like this was a, a pretty lackluster year for horror, which is kind of sad because I love horror movies. And I went to see this with my buddy who I go see horror movies with. Got a big, giant, double glass of uh, rosé. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is a you know Catholic movie, so I felt like I needed the blood of Christ to get me through it. And man, nothing. here's the worst thing about this movie. All I'll say, it's boring. Like, mm. how dare you bore me so much? It is so unwatchable and dull. Like, it's not scary at all. It, it, it arouses no emotion at any point. It's just boring. And that's like the like the worst sin that a horror movie can commit. Exactly. So, we've already mentioned my dishonorable mentions in your bottom ten. So, were there yeah. any other dishonorable mentions you have before we move to our tops? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, I, I mentioned Aquaman. I, I had uh, three others, which um, were the Marvels, the Machine, and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Wow, Mike, that's rude. It was. It was a fine movie. It was a fine movie, but um, you have to. You know, we can let's let's move to our yeah. Thoughts. Let's 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 move we, on. We did a whole episode on Thanksgiving. People can listen to us bicker about it. Yeah, um, I did. Uh, I mentioned earlier off off uh, off recording that that I listened back to last year's episode. I also listened back to some of our most anticipated. Uh, stuff. So after we get through the the tops, if you don't mention a couple movies that uh, that you'd had in your most anticipated, I want to come back and see if you'd ended up seeing them. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll do the same thing uh, that we did. We'll we'll hold off on our uh, honorable mentions uh, in, until the end. So we're going to start off then with number ten. Um, and uh, if you don't mind, I will start. Absolutely. Go for it. Uh, and believe it or not, my my number 10 is actually a movie that I actually consider to be a four-reel movie. But um, uh, it was a, a recent Netflix movie, and it's called Maestro. Okay. Um, have you seen it? I have. It did not make my list. Okay. Um, I really liked that movie a lot. And I, I think the... the it, it, instantly hit me as a four reel just because of my love of music and um you know i know that it, uh he's not john williams but i'm such a huge john williams fan that that kind of some of that kind of kind of comes in but um i thought that bradley cooper did a really good job uh kind of channeling his inner uh uh lenny bernstein and and um I also really appreciated uh, how they kind of would change from color to black and or black and white to color and change the aspect ratio based on the time that the that the movie was was portraying. I, I really liked that that filming element. Um, Carrie Mulligan, I swear, I hope she's up for an Oscar, Oscar nomination at least. I thought she was fantastic. I bet she will be. I'm sure she will be. Yeah. So, just what did you think of the movie? I thought it was good. It, it, 
wasn't as good as uh, A Star is Born, Bradley Cooper's yeah. first directorial. That's uh, right, yeah, 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 he wrote and directed this. Yes. So, uh, but it, it's really good, and he's clearly a really gifted filmmaker. I'm excited for whatever he decides to do, uh, and I thought this was great. Carey Mulligan, I agree, is fantastic in this, and the scene where he conducts in the cathedral yeah. is one of the coolest most uh breathtaking scenes in film this year yeah 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 so i i really liked it uh what's your number 10 my number 10 is oppenheimer is that on your list it's my number one. Oh wow okay well we'll i'll wait and we can talk about it a little later yeah uh all right so my number nine is uh godzilla minus one it's one of my honorable mentions. So okay. I'm glad it made your list. And yeah. then you finally got around to seeing it. Yes, yes. And I'll, I'll tell you, um, just all the things that I'd been hearing people say were just so true. Just like how a, one, a foreign language film just could also be, you know, you're, you're, you're reading the, the text, but also there's so much action going on, but it doesn't distract from, from it, each other. The fact that you have a Godzilla movie and the human characters are actually so compelling that you care about what happens to them and what their story is, um, that you don't feel like you're missing the monster when it's telling their story. Yeah. No, this is probably my favorite Godzilla movie I've ever seen. Hands down. I agreed. Uh, Grant, I haven't seen a ton of them. Sure, but... Uh, but this was especially over the recent Hollywood ones. Yeah, this was really, really strong, really great, especially compared to the abomination of a trailer that Kong X Godzilla or whatever it's called. Like you have them running. It looks it's so, so stupid. So stupid. I am dreading seeing that movie. Especially after seeing how amazing this movie is. And the only thing I'll say is that the atomic breath in this movie is astounding. Like, <laughs> it's so good. And what's what's wild, too, is that... And, and I heard somebody else say this, too, is that... Um, like, in, like, the Hollywood-type movies, you're like... Yeah, he's getting ready to, you know, blow something up. Blow it up. But in this, you're actually terrified. Yeah. And I like Godzilla as a villain. I don't like, yeah. I don't love the Godzilla as our, like, the good guy. Uh, yeah. Like in the current uh, monster verse, whatever yeah, yeah. they're calling it, the legendary movie. Have you watched any of Monarch? Yes, but I'm not caught up. Okay. I've, I haven't watched like the first at all. three or four episodes, I think. But yeah, it's decent. Like, it's a, it's a good time, but, uh, yeah, this movie, Godzilla Minus One, outstanding. Yeah. Uh, you're number nine. My number nine is May-December, which is on Netflix. Okay, I did see it. Okay. It's just not on my list. What did you think? I thought it was really good. Um, I I gave it three reels. Um, I, I thought it was really good. I thought all the performances uh, were well done. I, it just didn't resonate as much with me as, as it sounded like it did with you when you were telling me about it. Yeah, I thought it was really it, it took me by surprise how yeah. much I liked it. I I thought it was I, I was 
again, I watched this movie to pad my stats. I was not thinking I was going to love this movie as much as I did, but it blew me away. Natalie Portman is just one of my favorite actresses. I do love her so much. And truly, truly good, really good performances. I, I don't disagree yeah. there. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's some Oscar talk for either one of them. And and such a such a cool, interesting way to portray this kind of story that uh based on the Mary Kay Letourneau uh controversy that happened back in the 90s and the p- kind of poking fun at the lifetime movieization yeah. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. these kinds of you know real life tragic events that happen was just so interesting and compelling to me i thought it was just a fantastic movie yeah it was a good definitely a good movie i don't disagree there uh where are we at number eight yes for me it was wonka wow okay did, did it make go higher no, on, no? it's not on my not list. on your list no. at all um i wowed because it's on because it's list. on my list yes. uh you know just kind of saying kind of what i said in, in our in our review um i think some of my genuine excitement came from how excited my husband was watching this movie. Sure. Um, you and put it on your list because it's his favorite movie of the year. <laughs> I get it. I, I, I honestly didn't. Gotta but, keep the um, gotta keep the hubby happy. Well, I mean, true, you do. Um, but but no, I, I I genuinely felt like I could kind of see like his childish giddiness, and and that kind of brought that out in, in in me then to watching it. So so I, I appreciated all that. Fair. Uh, oh, that's a good time. Yeah. And we just recently made an episode about it, so yeah. you can hear all our thoughts there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's your number eight? In a year of not amazing horror movies, I do have a, a couple uh, horror-ish movies. And uh, my favorite, I guess, what I would call pure horror movie is this one, which is Talk to Me. Okay. Yeah. It didn't make my list, but I, I really like that movie. Caught me by surprise truly loved it thought it was well executed cool concept one of my favorite endings of a movie this year like really landed the plane uh pretty simple concept that is elevated because of the choices made by the filmmakers by the actors which you love to see like a lot of movies have interesting premises but how they're executed really makes or breaks obviously uh, everything and every choice made with this movie just elevated uh, it more and more for me. So yeah, in a year of weak horror, I was very uh, surprised and delighted when I got to see this one. And again, it's one of those where we both felt like this could and should be a one and done, but there will probably, you know, they've already been talking about the sequel. I know, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh and I did uh, mention to you that I, I saw uh, Anyone But You recently. Yeah, yeah. Another movie that takes place in Australia, like Talk To Me. Uh, and I remember Talk To Me takes place in Australia, not because of the accent, not because of the accents, but because there's a scene where they run into a... Hit a kangaroo. Kangaroo. Or find a dead kangaroo yeah, in the road. Yeah. Uh, in the road. But in Anyone But You, you know it's in Australia because they show the freaking Sydney Opera House in every other shot of the movie. <laughs> so much where it's laughable. Like, I actually, like, was 
pointing it out to my partner the entire time. Like every time I pop up, like, where does this movie take place again? I can't remember. And uh, yeah. So also, if you're going to film a movie in Australia or have a movie take place in Australia, you don't have to show the Sydney Opera House. Like, I don't think this movie, I don't think Talk to Me shows it at all at any no. point. Uh, because it's actually an Australian movie and not an American movie that takes place in Australia where we have to show the Sydney freaking Opera House every other shot. <laughs> Sorry, that's a side rant. <laughs> Come on now, if an Australian made a movie in New York, you know they'd show the Statue of Liberty over Of course, of course. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Anyway, what's your number seven? Uh, Saltburn. Okay. Not on your list? It's not. It's it, not a good movie, Mike. <laughs> it's a fun movie. It's a movie I enjoy, but it's not good. <laughs> oh, I, I, I disagree. Um, I... I think it's delicious. It is delicious. It's it, but you know, like it's delicious. Like fast food is delicious. Like, yes, I love to eat it. I probably eat it more than I eat really fine, exquisite meals, but I also know it's trash. Like, <laughs> see, but it's the trash that I really love I, about it. I know. Uh, and that, so that elevates it for me. Um, but in pre-gaming for uh for some uh parties this weekend we had some friends over and we showed them just the final scene of saltburn i mean there are times where that's all you need to watch yeah yeah and if you don't know what that's referring to you can now stream saltburn on amazon, on amazon prime. prime enjoy uh, what's your seven my number seven is Bo is Afraid. <laughs> tell me why I was wrong. You're not wrong, Mike. I'm not here to tell you why you're wrong. I'm here to enjoy what I enjoy. And Fair. this movie is so weird and so silly and uh, in just the wildest ways. I mean, best use of a Mariah Carey song in <laughs> a long time. Uh Parker Posey's amazing. Obviously, Joaquin Phoenix is outstanding. Uh, I know he got a lot of attention recently for being in Napoleon. A movie I think is just not good at all. Really. Okay, so I that was one that I wanted to ask you about because it was that was on your most anticipated. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, this is a much superior performance to that one. Uh, it, I mean. The use of uh, Nathan Lane in this movie is just. I did. Great. I actually kind of did like Nathan Lane that part. But. I mean, all of it. it it's it's just in Ari Aster. His whole filmmaking style speaks to me. I think he's just one of those filmmakers that just he really resonates with me. And I love how weird he got with this. Yeah. I love that when he got the chance to really make something that he wanted to make, he just went out and did something completely wild and out there and didn't just stick to the same kind of stuff you know we got with like hereditary and midsommar yeah uh so yeah i i just i think he as a filmmaker speaks to me and i love that great so and th the performances he gets his lead performances are always what i like Tony Collette should have been nominated for Hereditary for an Oscar. Florence Pugh should have been nominated for Midsommar. And Joaquin Phoenix should be nominated for this. And none of them are ever. And I want justice for outstanding lead performances in 
uh ari aster movies he gets such great performances out of his leads in every movie and they're not properly recognized for it real quick outside of ari aster i just watched a couple nights ago i saw a movie called um a good person have you heard of that i've heard of it i have not seen it it came out in march i guess and uh it's a movie with morgan freeman and um uh, uh florence Pugh. And it was fantastic. It was such a good movie. And another one where it was just like, I'd never heard of this. Where did this come from? And Florence Pugh was amazing. She has just, I know she wasn't in Bo's Afraid, but you, you did mention her for, with Ari Aster. It, she has really become one of my favorite modern day performers. Agreed. Yeah. Anywho. Well, that, no, you don't get enough. Like, that was one of your top ten now. <laughs> you got to boot one off because it was that. It was ten and a half. Um, What's your number six, Mike? My number six, uh, which I feel like this might be higher up on, on your list, and I'm surprised that this is where it, it landed on mine, but it's Megan. It's not on my list, Mike. It's not on your list at all? <laughs> okay. It's trash. It's absolute trash. But that again, I, that I love. I love trash movies. I know. Um, especially when I really feel like it's like okay. So this is this is probably the movie that I've seen repeatedly. There's only one other movie here that I know I've seen repeatedly, uh, and that I just love just so much every time I watch it. And I finally watched the unrated version, which does nothing extra. It's, it's, it doesn't matter. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. It's just, it just gets into my gay soul. Um, I hope the sequel is R rated. I do too. I, I do too. Let's stop with the PG 13. Like, you're not really appealing to a, a PG 13 audience, and the ones that aren't old enough, they're going to get in anyway. Yeah. They're going to go see it. Uh, that was my number six. What's your number six? My number six is uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Still have not seen it. Yeah. I mean, it's long. It's a yes. long movie. Yeah. And, and it hasn't hit uh, Apple Plus, you know, to just yeah. watch. So. Uh, it, and because it's long, I know it's not for everyone. And, but, and I wasn't like... I, I wasn't a big fan of The Irishman a few years yeah. ago when that came out. Uh, and I was, you know, because of not loving The Irishman, I was a little apprehensive about this one. It's like, I don't know, maybe Martin Scorsese just doesn't quite have, you know, the same stuff he used to have. But this one was just so good and really powerful. Uh, Lily Gladstone. I mean, she seems amazing in the trailers. She's phenomenal. Especially, I mean, she is not in a big chunk of the movie, and you feel that she's not in it because of how great she is. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, obviously outstanding. Who knows how many great Robert De Niro performances we still are going to get because he's getting up there in years. But he is wonderful in this. I mean, it's just so well done. And another movie where the ending is just spot on perfect. Yeah. Love the ending of this movie. So, yeah, I mean, 
again, I know it's tough. It's tough to sit through a three hour movie and I don't love that. Three and a half. I know. And I know that, that people, I, we frequently talk about how much we don't like movies to be so long, but I will give passes to movies that are good. And this movie is just worth it. I mean, that's, that's the thing is that, if the movie justifies that kind of runtime, then then that's great. If the movie needs to be that long to tell its its story, as long as it's actually using that that time wisely, it's it's the bullshit padding that yeah. feels like there's in so many of these movies. Yeah, I mean, and there's literally nothing in this movie I could think to like cut out. It's just very perfectly made. So I I loved it. I thought it was really good. Well, I'm so excited to see it. Yeah, when I can watch it for free at home. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the movie I would uh, root for at the Oscars to win Best Picture, even though I don't think it will. I, if, if it doesn't hit Apple Plus before the Oscars, I'll pay to, to rent it to I'm watch sure it. it will. But I'm, I'm sure it will. Yeah. Um, all right, where are we? Five. Number five. Uh, my number five is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Okay. Uh, and I refuse part to call one. it part... Nope. <laughs> I refuse to call it part one now. Uh, yeah. They are changing the title of <laughs> not making part two part two. But that's what's funny is... Sure, you can change the title of the next one, but this one is always and forever part one like that's the title of the movie listen if they can live die and repeat all this you know change titles they can they i guess that's what they've done yeah i don't know um but uh you know it, it was um on my most anticipated for the second half of the year and you know when we talked about well you know when we reviewed it I, it, it was a for real movie for me so i mean it just um where an action movie is concerned, this is this is one that that did it right. And um, runtime, yeah, this was a little long, but again, I felt like it 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 was done right. Yeah, it used it, it right. Is a really good movie. And for being a part one, it still had a conclusion. Yeah, I really like I really like this movie too. So yeah. glad to see it on your list. Yeah. Uh, what is your number five? My number five is the killer. Okay. Uh, uh, that is all my honorable mentions, by okay. the way. Oh, good. Uh, so, you, yeah. So, uh, the Tilda Swinton scene. Yeah. Oh. Just my favorite. I think my favorite scene of the year. It, you know what? I, I, I can't disagree that that would be at least in the running. Yeah. It, And that performance, Tilda Swinton's performance is probably my favorite, like, scene-stealing, like, performance of the year like that's the if she were to be nominated for an oscar for that movie for supporting that's the scene they would play yeah and that's truly a supporting performance this bullshit that happens at the oscars nowadays where people are nominated for supporting roles where they're in like most of the movie yeah come on (laughs) there should be some sort of like guidelines like if you're in 50% 50% or more of the runtime of the movie, you have to be a lead. If you're in less than 50% of the runtime of a movie, you have to be supporting. Like, something. We gotta have something. Uh, because, truly, a performance like this is, I think, what a supporting performance... That's the spirit yeah. of the Oscars. Like, what it's made for. Not you know saying i've heard people argue lily gladstone should really be going for best supporting actress because if she did she'd for sure win okay but she's 
the lead character of this movie like <laughs> so anyway I'm, I'm using my time to just rant about <laughs> other things uh when i just wanted to say that tilda swinton in this movie is my yeah. favorite thing yeah that i saw in a movie this year probably and also giving credit where credit's due michael fassbender was fantastic oh yeah of course yeah all right number four hello barbie let's go barbie it's higher on my list. I figured. So I figured. We'll get to it. Uh, all right. What, so what's your number four then? My number four, you mentioned it is Past Lives. Oh, good. A movie that truly blew me away. Okay. I, I watched it on a plane. Okay. Because uh, I just didn't, I didn't think it was going to be for me. Like, I, But I had heard so many people say such great things about it. So I was like, I'll give it a, and it was just playing, like it was I was scrolling through the movies that were yeah. on the plane, and that was one that was there. And I was like, oh, sure, I'll knock it out. And, man, it hit me. It was, it was so good. It's a good movie. It, it, it really is. So it's it's very fresh on my mind because we literally watched it last night. Okay. Um, paid to rent it on iTunes. I was like, I, wanna, I want to see this movie. Um, and it's not a 1999 rental, so I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and get it. Um, but... Um, no, I, I agree. I, I, I thought it was a, a very good movie. It didn't make any of my list at all. But um, I, I think part of it was I I was hearing so much hype on it. It was making so many people's best lists um, that it didn't hit me as, as hard as I thought then that it should. And I, I think I, I, I let that be kind of a little bit of a bias of why it didn't make it onto my list. Yeah. And... What I love about it is it's it touches on I, I'm not a big romance guy like romance movies are, are, they're yeah. not necessarily for me but I love movies that it takes really a romantic I probably <laughs> I do love when a movie really inspects some of the messiness of romance and yeah. romantic feelings and this movie is very much about a romance that doesn't work out and uh is maybe that's a spoiler i don't know but uh the way that it the story happens and unfolds and the three parts that it plays out in are just all very compelling and interesting and a unique take on a romantic story that i've just never seen before but could relate to in some uh, pretty meaningful ways you also kind of really feel for the husband too i felt like oh yeah so all three of the lead characters yeah. are, are really amazing in this too so yeah i just thought it was uh exquisite just amazing yeah very good very good movie your number three my number three is uh across the spider-verse so is mine okay i'm really gl- i i was worried it wasn't going to be on your list we're getting close uh, getting cl- getting close there um yeah a, a movie that um very well earlier in the year could have ended up being my number one yeah um but uh it just goes to say just goes to show the kind of movies we were getting this year i mean i i do feel like there were a lot of duds but i there were also a lot of really good movies um that uh this this movie that just was on so many people's number one for so long um is still so high up on the list you know fantastic story beautiful animation um 
I do feel like them taking the part one off of the title did hurt it a little bit, though, because of the way that it ends. We talked about this when we reviewed the movie. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I just think that it soured some people after the fact. Okay, you can make the exact same argument about The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> the exact same argument because <laughs> both movies li- end on cliffhangers that do not resolve the story i'm sorry but empire strikes back is considered one of the greatest movies of all time and it, it is has, the greatest <laughs> and has the exact same issue that you're that you're saying i don't know if you're saying you're complaining about it or other people but like that is not a thing like <laughs> you can't have the issue with this movie and not have the issue exact same issue with that movie it doesn't bother me i'm just saying that i it just seems like some of the discourse that i hear okay that discourse is, is stupid okay. i'm <laughs> i'm here to say that discourse is so stupid uh because this is an amazing movie it really is this is it's so incredible i finally got a chance to to, to rewatch it and it still is just great it's so incredible uh and in a year where we did hear a lot of i think legitimate discourse about superhero movies struggling uh not just at the box office but also in quality this is an exception yeah and was truly the one good superhero thing i think we got in movies this year yeah (laughs) unfortunately hey there's always madam web i mean guardians 3 (laughs) guardians 3 was good yeah 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 yeah. this was just an all-time great movie i thought yeah uh number two number two okay uh so Here's 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 where it is. So remember when I said I saw a movie? My most recent movie in the theater was just the day before New Year's Eve. Uh-huh. Uh that's this movie. That's how much this this movie impacted me that it, it just shot so far up, and that's poor things. Oh really? Oh, I'm shocked. Mike, wow. I had a feeling you were gonna be shocked about that, but my friend, that movie, I fucking loved it. <laughs> I am so delighted. I'm glad. Thank you. Uh, that, yeah, I love that. Uh, it's and, not on my list, but I, I also loved it quite a bit. Uh, and what's funny is l- listening back to our most anticipated uh, movies, you mentioned that movie. And at the time I was like, oh, I'm not even familiar with that. Um, and I, yeah, having just seen it, maybe, maybe this is a case of recency bias working in its favor. Um, but the 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 artistic styles that were that were used in this movie actually kind of made me in some ways think of across the spider verse just the the bright backgrounds and um just the the bright co- it, it was just it, it was just this just juxtaposition of just so much bright colors but then also so many black and white scenes well every location in both movies in Spider-Verse and in Poor Things feel like a character themselves yes. and feel like they are living, breathing place, like actual places yeah. that uh, have their own personality and have so much thought put into them, Yeah, which uh, is what makes uh, 
watching those movies even that much more enjoyable. But like even Emma Stone's character, there is genuine growth that you see throughout the character, but it's it's not like sudden. It it truly her character really does grow throughout the movie and become I, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Um, but, but the range that she has yes. is insanely amazing to watch. And I honestly, mean, might be one of my favorite Mark Ruffalo roles. Oh, it's... Yeah, he... It's just... I, it's just... It's wonderful. It's this. fantastic. Like, like I... Uh, as much as I, you know loved Barbie and all that like I have not gushed this much over a movie I mean I would call both Barbie which is my number two uh, okay so we'll get to that but yeah, yeah both Barbie and poor things are really great companion pieces I think like really great feminist uh uh kind of I don't even know what to say but like really strong forward yeah. feminist expressions yeah. Yeah, yeah. that I think work really well together. I if agree. you watch both movies back to back, it would be a fun time. I agree. Well, what's funny is <laughs> maybe not for the same reasons, but um, I was comparing like my very first theatrical movie for 23 was Megan. My very last was, uh, was poor things. I was like, man, there'd be an interesting crossover movie too. There you go. But, uh, yeah, the only person I will accept winning Best Actress if Lily Gladstone did not win it is Emma Stone for yeah. for Poor Things. Because, yeah, like, that performance is mind-bogglingly outstanding. And, and, and wide and nuanced all at the same time. I mean, it's, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Just tremendous. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, Barbie, my number two. Uh, obviously, the movie event of the year with Oppenheimer, yeah. which is your number one. Uh, Greta Gerwig has all everything she's made has, like Ari Aster, just spoken to me and really like resonated. And I'm so glad that with this movie, she is now like. Another person person who who handled Florence Pugh very well. Yes. I mean, just terrific. Uh, And I'm I'm glad this movie was as successful as it was. I mean, the number one highest grossing movie of the year is likely to get a lot of awards, at least nominations, hopefully some recognition in some categories. One of the best looking movies of the year as well. the set designs in the Barbie world are just amazing. Gosling is yeah great, both acting-wise and to look at. <laughs> Not unattractive. And then Margot Robbie is just, I think, probably one of the smartest, most brilliant people in Hollywood. Like, just makes such great choices. And... Uh, I loved Babylon last year, one of my favorite movies that I think she was not recognized enough for her work in that movie last year. But that this movie makes up for that because now everyone, I think, recognizes how great she is. Yeah. And it's this is the other movie that I was saying is one that I've watched repeatedly. Uh, And and yeah. 
each time it just gets better. I mean, this was the event movie. Yeah. Like this was the movie this year <clears throat> that like made the plans with people literally bought outfits to go to where to go see this movie. Like it was that kind of, and that's what, that's the most fun thing about movies is when they get you excited and make it feel like an event that you have to go to and have to go see yeah. in a crowded theater with lots of people. And, and it's still the, the the movie when, when you find out somebody hasn't seen it, you're like, what? Yeah. You have to see but this. Who hasn't seen Barbie at this point? Who isn't an asshole? <laughs> like, okay, there's the qual- there's the qualifier. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, I think there's plenty of straight I, white men I that haven't seen it, yeah. and then there you go. I think there's a lot of folks who probably refuse to see this movie because they're assholes. And then, I mean, there, I'm sure there are, there are some cool folks out there who just haven't gotten around to it yet, and those people need to get off their asses and see it because it's also streaming on Max now, so it's easy to find. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. I mean, it is all over Max too. Like, if you open oh, yeah. Max, it is Barbie Central on that on that thing. So yeah. So the, number two. So let's talk about speaking of Barbie. Barbie's uh, count, counterpart, <laughs> yeah, Oppenheimer. Yeah. So th- that that's actually very fitting then. Um, yeah, I've you know obviously given the length of the movie, I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't rewatched it yet. Um, I, I have an order out for my 4K Blu-ray version of, of this movie. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to sitting down and rewatching it here. Um, but it, it's just for for a movie that is longer like that and is so dialogue heavy. Um, it was not only entertaining but smart. Not only smart, but entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I appreciate the choices that they that uh, uh, Nolan made by not showing the the bomb explode in Hiroshima. You know, by keeping it focused on here and the the creation of it and the testing of it. And and what's kind of funny, and I heard somebody else say this, is that Godzilla minus one is almost a companion piece because you kind of see then the aftermath of what happens uh, after the bomb there, um, which is really interesting way to look at that. Yeah. Um, But uh, but yeah, just I I mean the the ensemble cast that this movie has and how fantastic really all of the performances are. um, It 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 just. It has so much more going for it than just being a good movie. There's a lot that's so great about it. Yeah. And I think uh, towards the top of that list is, I think this is the best Killian Murphy's ever been in a movie. And So good, yeah. He might very well win an Oscar for it, and I would say it would be very well deserved. Like, he is just phenomenal in this. And I think Christopher Nolan definitely knows how to unlock something in him. They've worked together before, and he's just really great. Uh, you know, it's not my favorite uh, Nolan movie. May not even be in my top, like, three or five Nolan movies. But it's really good. It's yeah. it's a great, great movie. It was my number 10. Uh, and this movie is... Oppenheimer is, uh, like, the front runner for best picture so if it actually does pull through and win best picture of the oscars this year this will be the second straight year that your number one movie is also the best picture winner which is 
interesting because last year both of uh, yeah, our number ones yeah, yeah, was yeah, everything yeah. everywhere all yeah, at once. Yeah. Which one? That would be that would be amazing. Uh, I don't think my number one is gonna win. Yeah, so I'm because honestly, picture. I thought yours was going to be Barbie. So it, it's not. It got edged out by the movie from this year. You know, my number ones. I reserve. I have a lot of respect for every movie on my list. Yeah, you know, of course. Uh, but a lot of them, I also know I will probably never watch again. You know, like. I love Killers of the Flower Moon. It's such a great movie. I'm I may never watch it again. Maybe some somewhere down the road, but like it's not one I'm going to be like, "Oh my gosh, I need to put this on and watch with friends or anything." This movie, my number one, which is true every year, is the movie that when I hear people haven't seen it, I don't tell them to see it. I make plans with them to sit them down and watch it with them because I love to watch it so much and any excuse to watch it again makes my heart happy. So it's not always, my number one isn't always going to be, you know, something that's really prestigious or critically acclaimed. I mean, it's usually critically acclaimed. I usually don't like it. You know, I, I, I love trash movies, but I put them in their place. But this movie, my number one, like every year is one that I will happily revisit anytime and it's bottoms <laughs> i fucking love bottoms so much and you can make yeah, a yeah. pun with that <laughs> go ahead but this movie kills me it is the funniest movie i have seen in a long time it, it is in my honorable mentions it cracks me up so much it hits me in all the right ways it is just Amazing! So I, you have watched rewatched it then, obviously. Of course, and I have gathered friends for a watch party to watch it. I have told everyone who will listen that they need to watch it. I, Marshawn Lynch in this movie is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, Ao Edebiri is just on one. She had a great year yeah. this year. I mean, has has been doing great her she's been blowing up on twitter for uh some letterbox reviews she's started to write (laughs) yes you should check it out especially her salt burn one uh it's funny she's yeah she's just so funny i mean rachel sanat who is the co-lead with her is the two of them i think have something and i hope that they continue as I said in the episode we recorded about this movie to work together in comedic movie roles going forward because they just have amazing chemistry. I mean, everything about this movie is just perfect and it's so absurd and stupid and fun and it it kills me. I love bottoms. It's the best. That's awesome. I, it's the movie from this year. I will watch the most, uh, going forward for sure. I, I I definitely want to to catch that again. Um, yeah, I could see that being the kind of movie that just uh, it, it's it it it's short enough that it, you can just when you just have an hour and a half to kill and you just want to throw something on. It's so rewatchable. It's it you know you can catch new things every time because you're probably laughing so loud uh, the first time you watch it that you miss some stuff. I mean, it just yeah. And it's nonstop. It it just it doesn't slow down. It doesn't lag at any point. It just yeah. It it's can't say enough good things. About awesome. It. Yeah. Um. Well, before we wrap up, I what's kind of disappointing to me is that there were two movies on my most anticipated 
that uh, for the second half of the year that just we didn't even get yet. Ghostbusters Afterlife 2, which now is like Frozen Kingdom or something like that. One of the worst trailers I've ever seen. It's not great. Uh, <laughs> I'm... I, I am dreading it. I am. Uh, I don't. I'm not dreading it, but I. I, I am a little concerned. Um, but of course, Dune two. Yeah. Like, I just imagined hey, that that was going to be. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. So we'll talk about it next week. What about your honorable mentions? Did were there any that you didn't get oh, to? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so I mentioned the 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 killer and bottoms, but um, also uh, John Wick four. Also on my honorable mentions. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, that was a recent one that I saw. Very good. Uh, and The Holdovers. Just watched <clears> it. I enjoyed that movie a lot. It was really good. I really... Paul Giamatti is just a king. Fan- fantastic. He's outstanding. Uh, and I guess this was the first movie that the that kid had done. So yeah. good for him. The only ones I uh, that haven't been mentioned in my honorable mentions uh, are Infinity Pool. Okay. So weird. I loved it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Nimona, which have you seen no. yet? Uh, you need to watch it. It's on Netflix. It's one of the best animated. That's right. You did. I underrated do animated movies yeah. of the year. And <clears throat> then No One Will Save You, which is the uh, basically silent uh, alien invasion movie, which yeah. is one of the coolest. That's surprises. on Hulu, right? It's on Hulu. Yeah. One of the coolest surprises of okay. the year. So you definitely need to check that one. Gotcha. Out. Um, all right. Awesome. Well, uh, and like was said, next week's episode, we're going to do our most anticipated for the first half of the year. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm hoping we're mostly done with, the rearranging of schedules and and stuff like that the strikes are done uh all that good stuff so so hopefully uh the movies that we pick will actually come out when they're supposed to fingers crossed fingers crossed all right well if you haven't already become a real friend and follow us on twitter at real gay and at real gay movie show on instagram and facebook got something to say slide into our dms also wherever you listen please subscribe and never miss an episode so that's it for this week have a real gay day (laughs) 